Hi, you guys. Before we jump into the podcast today, I wanted to remind you of the podcast sponsor. To support the Elevated Muse and bring you guys more episodes, I have teamed up with the team at Wands Pleasure. Wands is a Canadian-based company that ships worldwide. And think of anything pleasure product, okay? They've got wands, they've got jade eggs, they've got the delicious pussy butter that you can use as a lube. On their website as well, they have a huge blog that has heaps of information and education on the female body, as well as just the woman experience in general, but also connecting to our pleasure, healing through using our sexuality, connecting to our sexuality, and so much more good stuff that I think everyone needs to read. So for my community, Wands has allowed you guys to use my code Alicia at checkout to get 15% off your purchase okay so i used to have a 10 percent code and i think all of their sponsors and collaborations are all 10 percent. i know that i'm the first person to have the 15 percent off discount code for their site so make use of this code and go and get yourself a beautiful crystal wand to expand your self-pleasure and to connect with your body connect with your yoni and learn yourself in deeper ways I also really, really, really recommend the pussy butter because it just smells like white chocolate. It's amazing. <laughs> I I could eat it. I feel like you actually can eat it. Don't quote me on that, but it's delicious. So yeah, at checkout, use the code Alicia to get 15% off of your order. And I hope you guys enjoy your products from there. I'd love to hear how this journey goes for you. If you're just starting out or you're expanding your pleasure practice right now, I would love to know. And now you guys can dive into this episode. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Today's episode is with a beautiful 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 woman beautiful friend beautiful feminine gorgeous embodied queen of mine Lara Raybone we are gonna jump into a very popular yearning of the feminine beings in this community today so I'm very excited for this conversation welcome babe thank you for being here thanks for having me I'm so excited to create magic podcast magic yeah, we're just going to go with the flow and see what comes up. I We have like a rough guideline, you guys, but I feel with feminine beings, we can just like bounce off each other and see what comes through the ethers and comes through our heart space, which is going to be a big, <sighs> big theme of this conversation is the heart space. And I think what we want to really dive into today is the yearning of the feminine, the yearning of the feminine heart, um, the desire of the feminine heart and how to be with the fullness and the bigness that this is, because it almost feels like there is so, so much of it, too much of it sometimes to hold. And I think where we want to go with this, you know, in what direction is for, the feminine women out there in this community that are listening right now that are single, that are 
currently unpartnered that are maybe dating or not dating. You might be celibate. You might be consciously, you know, just saying no to a lot of people right now. (laughs) And I want to talk to Lara about this because, babe, you inspire me with your devotion to love and to heart and your service to that feminine energy that is just so loving and beautiful, even when you are not in partnership. So can you just start us off, you know, with your story surrounding this devotion to love, devotion to keeping your heart open, no matter being partnered or not? Mm. Okay. Yes, I can. Um, so much. It's funny because whenever people ask me like, how do I, how did I end up doing what I do? And I always kind of jovially say that it was from a series of heartbreaks. It was from a series of heartbreaks of, yeah, just feeling like getting into these relationships and seeing the beauty in these men and seeing so much good in them that it was really heartbreaking when it would end because what I've on reflection recognized is a lot of that was my projection and like the rose tinted glasses onto those men for fulfilling something that was missing within me. And so, you know, when we're talking about the heart, when we're talking about this deep devotion to love and this longing for not just any love, but extraordinary love, like extraordinary love. I'm not available for just like standard love. It's got to be extraordinary because through the succession of heartbreaks and this recognition that I'd spent so many years focused on the man rather than myself and this longing for union this longing for exquisite love I put so often outside of myself and it really became this kind of really interesting dance with longing and the longing can feel also like heartbreak because you're expanding your capacity for love but a lot of the time like my patterning was to want to give it want to give it want to give it want to give it to my man Mm -hmm. and what i recognized is what the feedback that was coming was like i all of these men saying like, you are amazing and there's something missing. And what that was, was the fact that I was so yearning to love that I wasn't necessarily allowing myself to be filled by that love first. It's really easy for us as women to, to often like give and maybe even overgive our love in partnership because it does it fills us up like you said so beautifully and it feels so delicious but how often we actually able to sit with the longing and receive the depth of our own love 
and let that fill our hearts. Because then what that does is it gives us this template for an exquisite love where we are maybe saying no to more men, but that's because you're holding your worthiness at a new level. You're holding that capacity for love because you don't want to give that to just anyone just to fulfill that void of longing because you know what a gift the love that you have to give actually is and you're able to then have your own inner masculine guardian of your heart gatekeeping for you holding that space for you saying no like nobody less than how you treat yourself how you hold yourself how you love yourself because the love that you give is a gift and some people also are not ready to receive that gift some people are actually not maybe they have like worthiness wounds and they're actually not able to receive the amount of love that you're able to give and i think that one of my anchors for love has been i've received a lot of like kind of cosmic experiences with a very distinct masculine energy and template like feelings like this kissing on my neck like feeling this person on top of me like making love to me i've felt this very non-physical but physical experience and he has this very specific energy signature that has kind of set the bar and the precedent for the men that I invite in, the men that I'll allow in. And I think that that has given me a really solid anchor point, but desire. And I, this, the, the thing that I always come back to in time where I'm like single or I'm by myself, not in partnership is, God would not have given me this desire and this palpable feeling and knowing of this man if this love wasn't possible and this man didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's really important knowing A, that they exist, that the love that you desire, that you crave is out there, but also then being willing to receive the love that you are so willing to give to yourself first and let that fill you. Let the love of God, the divine, let that fill you first. So that then there's a solid template for the man to come in. And it's a solid template as well for you to say no to men mm. as well. And I think the more aware you are and the more work you do, there's often this thread of ah, oh, that's not, you know, these divine masculine men, like where are all the men? And I think it's also really important to remember that there are millions of people on this planet. So there has to be a surplus of men, an abundance of men that are all divine in their own right, but we have to be willing to start to see the divinity in men to see the magic in men. But if we can't see our own divinity and we can't see our own magic, then it makes it very challenging to see that in other people too. Mm -hmm. There's also a dog barking, everyone. 
in the back of my villa. So I hope that we can't hear that. Um, but thank you for sharing all of that. And it feels, yeah, so true that the highest calling of the heart is to trust and believe in your desires. I think the feminine experience and existence is so intertwined and awakened by desire in general. So like you said, the longing is almost the most beautiful part of it, but it's also the most heartbreaking. It's like this twisted polarity that comes with the feminine experience. And I know that everyone listening can relate to that, like being, like feeling the greatest highs and also the greatest lows. Like you, you can really feel it all in almost one day. I think that's the beauty of our experience, even though it can be exhausting at times and it can feel like a lot in this world that doesn't honor the feminine. So mm-hmm. I think the more work that we do do honoring the feminine in our life and connecting with people that do honor that feminine expression, emotion, desire, heart yearning, it, it does allow us to continue to connect in deeper with those desires. And then also that's setting the standard, just like you said, you know, that, that feeling that you have connected to this masculine being this imprint, like that is setting the standard that is setting what you will allow. And then that creates your boundaries. So I think that can relate to everyone that you allow in your life. And the more that you connect in with your desires, the more easy it is to set standards and have stronger boundaries because we spend a lot of our lives as women very disconnected from our pleasure and very disconnected from our desires, which means we're kind of ungrounded and not knowing what we should or shouldn't allow. We just allow anyone and anything and any experience and that's a, it's a learning time. Like a lot of life is about learning. I don't think, you know, if you guys have listened to me for more than five seconds, then you would know that I'm very nuanced and I don't like to just be spiritual or just be like human in this 3d world. Like I like to blend the two. So I think our learning experiences create who we are meant to be. We're meant to learn. We're meant to fumble. We're meant to have our heart broken. We're meant to pick the wrong man. We're meant to go through these waves to continue to build that, that imprint, those boundaries, those standards, the desires connecting in with the deeper desires. And I think every woman listening has those deeper desires, has that deeper longing. So I guess my question now is, Yes, we can talk about, you know, how beautiful and catastrophic it is to be with the longing and the yearning, but how how do you do that? What does that look like? What does it look like to sit with the yearning, to sit with the longing of this love or this man or this relationship or even this life? I think just longing and yearning in general, how do we sit with that if it is so strong and so intense and maybe it's clouding our reality or it could be 
really almost distracting us in some ways or we could be the some people that could be really really fucking frustrated because they're like why the hell am I not matching up with this like so how do we sit with it what does that look like what does it look like so I think that it's really important to and I'm speaking from making this mistake times I think that the difference between longing and yearning like that heart aching like longing and yearning inside of ourselves versus that longing and yearning with our eye on something outside of us because it can be so easy when you're in that desire for partnership to look through the lens at all of these you know any men that comes come into the field that's where it can get cloudy because you're looking outside of your own center longing and yearning for something outside of you longing to be filled physically maybe by them or you know emotionally like feeling energetically to having them fill a space that you've identified as missing and that's where the nuance comes in it's it's that connecting in to that deep longing and yearning from like in the body and embodiment practice with your breath, with your sound, with your movement, like letting your hands caress your skin, maybe letting your hands like feel like you're tearing your heart open in service to the expansion of love within you, opening to God, not looking for a man, a physical man to fill it, because that's where we can fall into the space of delusion or fantasy and start or continue maybe to choose the wrong man or the man who we've projected is going to fill that longing because they fit a certain archetype or there's some level of familiarity, but actually it'll be very challenging to actually even be able to see a man in front of you, a physical human man in front of you that is deeply embodied in many of the ways that you want if you have not tuned in and tapped in to your worthiness of de- or deservingness within yourself first because you it's like the rose-tinted glasses. You won't be able to see him if you haven't fully tapped in to even just like tasting like you don't have to this isn't you know the the trajectory of having to be fully healed it's not that it's just having that point that part of you that knows that you're worthy of receiving the love that you deeply desire because if we don't believe that it's really hard to see that and so letting your heart crack open, being in the longing and letting that expansion and contraction expand you through, again, like connecting into your emotions, like letting your tears run down your skin as like this balm of like this healing balm of the I love what you said. It was like the the catastrophe and the beauty, like the, the or like the 
like that heart-wrenching like beauty the collateral beauty you know like the the beauty of the longing for something that is so much bigger than you could have ever dreamt of and trusting that creating that space inside of you that allowing that longing to expand you and your heart is going to be filled by an energy by a frequency by a man who is a match to that who can fill that who can hold that who can steady that thanks for sharing that babe i'm sure everyone listening can feel that and feel the truth in what you're saying and i i love it it's so beautiful and i think what you said about it's not about being it's fully healed because I think what I tend to see with these like online spaces and kind of what we're what what teaches us a lot and shows us sacred union the blueprint we've got these power couples everywhere we've got these relationship coaches what we're always seeing is like these courses and programs and things to like make you a better match or make you attract him and manifest him and call him in and all these things. And I think that's awesome. But I think what is getting to some people is it's, it's like, we're constantly being told that you're not enough right now. Like you're, you're not enough to call it in. You're not enough to bring that love in. You need to evolve and change and grow and heal more before you call this in. And I think what I want to kind of say to that is exactly what you said. You don't need to be fully healed. You don't need to be, you don't need to look a certain way, be a certain way, whatever, but there needs to be that inner knowing that you are worthy of this love, of these experiences, of these standards so that you can have those boundaries, so that you can move through life knowing what you deserve and it's so connected to your desire because Mm. then you can say no so much easier you can walk away you can recognize when you're maybe caught up in fantasy or delusion or a past pattern or a past story because if you're not fully connected into that desire and that that worthiness then you do get swept up in any little story. You do get confused and exhausted with the process. And I think like we all get there sometimes. I know that I've definitely been there where I'm like, where the fuck is my dream man? Where the fuck is my king? Blah, blah, blah. I don't even want to like use those words anymore. I've kind of like cleansed my palate a bit the last few months maybe I'll, yeah, I'll share a bit about that. I suppose like I've really tried to just remove a lot of that lingo and that language, like my king and manifesting, calling in my dream husband. Like I just, I don't want to use that language anymore. I want to continue to just enjoy my fucking life. Like I really just want to enjoy my fucking life and continue to learn myself and have experiences and date. Like I honestly want to date and have fun right now because I know 
when I get in that relationship, I know that when that does come into my field, when I'm fully ready to hold it, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be locked down girl. So I want to enjoy my, my, my fun, my time to meet new people and continue to, it's something I talked about in the first call of my membership, like how to date as a conscious woman and how to actually enjoy it. Like, I think we need to look at dating as something that is fun. Like you're, you're continuously meeting new people that are teaching you more about what you really desire and deserve. Like, Mm -hmm. and if you do it through such an embodied way where you are so connected to yourself and your deeper desire, you're just connected to your body in general, your pleasure, your yes. Like you go on these dates and you can feel when something is just such a no, you can feel if you don't like to be treated that way, you can feel like if you, if you're just going on these dates with such an open energy to where like, I'm so open, I'm going to communicate that I didn't like that you did that. Or I love it when you did that. Or like, I'm, I'm saying it to him, I'm reaffirming to him, but I'm also communicating my needs so I can continue to be like, oh, aha, uh-huh, yes, I I see this about myself. This is so true about myself now and I'm owning that desire. So the more fun that you allow yourself to actually have versus having that pressure of like, I need to manifest my king. I'm calling him in. I'm doing the spells and the rituals every single night to call him in and I'm going to stay in my room and I'm going to be celibate. I'm never going to talk to a man until he suddenly appears out of thin air. Like, I just think that that pressure in the spiritual community can feel really (sighs) restricting to the feminine experience, because I think that the feminine heart and the feminine experience is meant to be open and enjoyable and fun. And yeah, I want to know what you think on that, what I just shared. So what you just, like what I heard as you were sharing that is the, is a perfect example of the difference between, you know, doing the manifestation rituals, doing the things like praying and yes, you can do that. And that's beautiful. And it's still looking for something outside of you. And just in doing that, it can create that narrative of I'm not good enough because it's not here yet. Mm -hmm. But what we forget as well as the feminine, we are naturally, our wombs are naturally magnetic. So when we're in our pleasure, when we're in our joy, and I always think of the movie Stardust, did you ever see that? I haven't well, like seen she- it, but I feel like everything that you're telling me about, you told me about this app that was like Stardust something as well. So oh. why, why are you constantly telling me about Stardust, babe? What's that about? <laughs> but like, it's a really beautiful visual for anybody who's listening who has seen it. When this like, because she's a star, but in like a, she looks like a human. And when she's happy, she physically glows. Like when she's in love and her heart is full, she physically glows. And the way that he looks at her is just like he's magnetized to her because she's in her radiance and it's the epitome of feminine radiance. But you don't necessarily feel that through doing all of the rituals and the prayers and looking outside of yourself and calling in your king. You call in your king through being the embodiment of your fullest expression 
And I've seen, like you spoke about the couples who are in divine union, and there are some really beautiful couples that I've seen that I feel like are deeply embodied in union. And the thread that I've noticed is the moment that the woman, and this is very general, committed to fully just being in her unique, fullest expression, joy. Like when she decided to go like all in on herself, that's actually what also inspires that claiming of the masculine that it's you, like it's you. And there's also this thread of a willingness to burn it to the ground if it's not in full service to both parties. And what I mean by that is if there is a part of the relationship where the people in the relationship are having to compromise or squash or dampen down a part of their expression, it starts to cause this like I don't know, like a distortion in the relationship. And a lot of the strongest couples that I've witnessed have had this willingness to burn the relationship to the ground, to give it up to God, to be like, okay, like this actually, and not from a dismissive, like I'm not about like the, you know, dismissing and just being like, screw you, like there's plenty of other, it's not, it's not that. Mm -hmm. It's this willingness of, I am so in devotion to truth and love that I'm willing to stand for that above the relationship. And it's that that alchemizes the relationship into the template of sacred union. It's that epitome of desire with the, with the North Star of love and the devotion to love because you're not necessarily in devotion to each other, but you're in service to love. And the love is what alchemizes. It's not the other person it's not about him or her it's about when you give your relationship and you honor your partner in love as love as the divine you're not then forming those attachments to one another being the source of the love because you're both in devotion to something that is higher and that is what creates that template but you can't anchor that template in if you have not devoted to your fullest joy your fullest expression your fullest devotion to your exploration of what love is inside of you and that's exactly to what it feels like you you were sharing about dating is like i'm just gonna have a fucking good time and i'm gonna have so much fun and be in my body and be in my joy and feel my yes and feel my no. And I'm going to be so devoted to that. Your man will not be able to miss you. Like you will be shining so fucking bright. He will not be able to miss you. And this also goes for honoring when you're heartbroken, honoring when you're in the longing, honoring when you're angry, honoring when you're fucking frustrated, honoring everything that is moving through you, and that is the feminine frequency. Honoring the truth that is moving through you with love, with acceptance, but then letting it move through you and letting it move you. That's devotion to truth. 
So it's not about being like high vibe, love and light, perfectly healed. Like, no, it's about honoring your deepest truth in that moment and letting life move through you. And that's what activates your magnetism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought those points up. I had so many things that were going through my head at that time because I was just thinking about a girlfriend here who I've connected with, who I've known for years online as well. Um, her and her partner, she told me a story about her and her partner. And it's so true that a lot of these couples that you and I would know, like there is a point in the relationship in the container where they have to kind of like give it up to God. They have to just be prepared or willing to walk away. They have to be prepared or willing to let that person go. It's so crazy. Like the fact that, yeah, you brought that up and like, I'm thinking about this couple and I'm thinking about a lot of these other like couples that I've listened to online in podcasts and things like that, that are like really, you know, maybe big names in the space. And I know that you and I have also experienced this where we have had these great, great, great loves and we've had our heart broken open completely and we've had that truth revealed to us where we've had to recognize like yes I want this to be my person yes I can feel that it could be them and I have to give it up right now I have to bear my all and put everything on the line and just give it up to love And if that person, the other person is not willing and is not capable of meeting you at that next level, which is devotion to love, it's, it's beyond devotion to, to you or to me. It's beyond devotion to the relationship. It's like that third stage, which is just devotion to love, to all, to existence and I think when a relationship or a container gets to that point and both people choose to keep devoting to love because they're ready, they both find themselves worthy enough for that, for receiving that, for feeling that, for giving that, that's when it can work. That's when it is a match. And I think so many of us out there are caught up in that first stage where we're just looking for that other person. So many of us are maybe in a relationship or in a situationship or whatever it is where we're like so greatly trying to choose the container. And I think what we're, we miss is that yearning and that devotion for that third stage of I'm going to commit and devote myself to what love wants from me, what love needs from me to be, which is in my body, feeling every single emotion, feeling my waves of of yearning, of heartbreak, of anger, of rage, of forgiveness, of frustration, of whatever it is. Like if it, if it is for you listening, like I am so angry that he's not here yet. I'm so angry that I've been doing all of this and doing all these things and he's not here yet. Then feel that anger, feel that impatience, feel the frustration to the fullest extent in 
embodiment practices, maybe with other women, maybe on your own, maybe expressing that all out loud or journaling 20 pages about it, like let it fully out and let yourself be with it because that in itself will be another rupture for you to continue to open. And I think it does get frustrating. It does get annoying. It does get exhausting at times to be doing so much of this work and so much of this heart yearning and the feminine experience is just a lot. Like I know that we've all felt like we're too much for so many people before, blah, blah, blah. The reality is we are too much. We are a lot, but that's our duty. That is who we are. That is our blueprint. We are so much. And when we look at our girlfriends, we see that in other people close to us that we love, we embrace it. We love it. We welcome it. So we need to do that for ourselves too. And I know that's like a long-winded way of saying, you know, devote to love and commit to love. But yeah, I love that you shared that because I think these, you know, this, this sacred union and this sacred relationship and this twin flame, divine union, soulmate, like it can look so different for everybody. And I think what has tripped me up before is trying so hard to make it a certain person that I was with at the time or romanticizing someone new that I've just met and trying to make it them. Like I think trying to control the outcome is what trips us up, especially as feminine beings. Like we're meant to be in the flow. We're meant to be in the feelings versus I need to control this. I need to make logic out of this. I need to make this make sense. I need to make sure they see me, they do this, that I'm there, blah, blah, blah. So I think that is part of the feminine devotion to the love is to just be with the feelings and the emotions and stop trying to force it on someone or a relationship or a container or a time, time frame, you know, it, it it's just going to cause more resistance. And I feel like we know this in general, but yeah. And I think that there's two pieces in that, like, with the whole like journey of the twin flame it's this misconception i feel of a partnership outside of you but the journey is always pointing you back into you it's always always and and anything sacred any sacred union divine union when you use that phrase sacred or divine you're inviting god you're inviting source you're inviting higher into that So you have to acknowledge if that is the template of relationship that you desire, it is a journey into self first and foremost. And you can do that in relationship as well. But something you also mentioned was a willingness. There has to be a willingness for both parties. One of the people involved cannot will it into taking its divine form. It has to be a choosing of both. And sometimes people aren't willing. And sometimes you meet somebody and you project, you know, your desires all over them. And you're like, I can feel on like a soul level what this could be if we were to vote to both devote to it. But there has to be that willingness. And some people may not have that inner knowing of a template of a love that is higher. And so we also have to trust in the whispers of our future self that is sending 
you know, those messages back to us in these moments, those whispers of intuition, those moments of guidance, those moments of like reassurance that are there to keep us on track for what it is that we're deeply desiring and what it is that we are deeply yearning for. But that comes from the deepest embodiment within yourself. And it's my biggest reflection is, you know, we talk about like having my heart broken, but when I reflect back, I have been the one that's so many times broken my own heart because of my own, you know, perceptions, my own delusions, my own patterns, my own, my own pieces, my own projections, because I was looking to them to fill a void that I hadn't been willing to fill myself, that I hadn't been asked, been willing at that point to ask God to fill to connect to something that's higher than me. Because if you want that template as some extraordinary love, and not everybody does, right? Because you really do, you wanna like unconditional divine fucking sacred union love, like you gotta excavate all of those pieces and you've gotta reclaim and not judge or exile pieces and parts of yourself it is a deep reclamation and integration through love and acceptance of everything that you are everything that you've moved through and alchemizing it into love so you can fully own those pieces so you can see them when they come up in relationships so you have the courage through your beating heart to speak them you know because it's easy when we're i find sometimes when we're dating and it's more casual to speak my truth but when i'm in relationship and the patterns the old pieces start to like resurface because they want to heal and they want to bubble up and it's having that courage to say i see this part i see this pattern and i have to choose me in this i love you and i have to choose me in this i have to honor this i have to speak this because there is so often when we and this can be a, like a, something that I've moved through many times is we can have this desire to love so deeply that we can end up stepping over parts of ourselves to get there. But in that we're abandoning those parts of ourselves that are actually, if we were to not abandon them, we were to integrate them, hold them, love them. The union of those pieces inside of us would activate the magnetism for that the right people to come in and to deflect the people who don't deserve to be in your energy. And that's again, not to say that you're better than somebody else, but it's just this natural selection that happens through owning your magnetism as a feminine being. And you have to be okay with people coming and leaving because when you're choosing yourself, when you're choosing love, when you're choosing God, it becomes a lot easier to anchor into the knowing of this is in service to me, not something that I'm sacrificing. Mm, bomb drop. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of that, babe. I feel like we're going to have to do a part two to this because we're out of time um, and I need to go. But yeah. How do you feel about a part two? We should do a part two to this. I think that will be good too, because it will allow people to like break it up um, and integrate it. 
because I think that this is a conversation that needs to be integrated and listened to a couple times, to be honest with you. And it's something that I really would have needed to hear a year ago, a year ago today, right before I probably met you, like I would have really needed to hear this conversation. So thank you so much for coming on for part one. (laughs) Well, get ready for part two. Oh, it's going to be even juicier, but thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Um, where can everyone find you online? Let's everyone go and go and follow Lara. Follow me um, at Lara Raybone on Instagram. Website is lararaybone.com. If I don't know when you're publishing this, but if you want to come spend real time in real space and doing a delicious priestess retreat in Morocco, going into the desert, dancing around the fire to the beat of the drum and to blankets of stars where we do the embodiment practice. We let it crack us open. So if you want a little, if you're craving some in-person time with sisters and stepping into magic and ritual and all of the deliciousness, then that's coming up in September 20th to the 27th. Oh, it's soon. It's the month away. Oh, I'm excited for you, babe. I feel like if it was like early next year, I would so be there, but the time frame. but I'm so excited for you. That's going to be so beautiful. I can't wait to see all of the magic from it, but thank you for being on the podcast with me. Thank you for having this conversation. Thank you for being you. I love you and everyone stay tuned for part two. Bye. Thank you.